oak. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> yeah, right. no, we're leaving that in. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Hi, welcome to That's Scary as Fuck. I'm Professor Oak slash Nick. <laughs> and I am Josephine. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I have a small cough today. And my voice is a little scratchy, so I apologize if that's annoying, but... It's okay, they're just here for my voice anyways. That's fair, that's what I've heard. Mm. I'm just here as time filler, honestly. I'm done. Anyways. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Is there anything you can tell me about your stories today? Is there any teasers? You're going to absolutely love it, because it involves an NFL player. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it, is it Philip Rivers, the way he kills that pussy? Because he has, like, his, I think his wife's expecting, like, their 10th or 11th kid. I'm dead. No, it's not. Damn. Yeah. That is a fucking, that's a borderline hate crime on his wife, though. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I know you don't want a big family. (laughs) I feel like if she pulled down her pants, it'd be, like, free advertising for Arby's. But, like, let's continue. He was a great quarterback. That's crazy. Alright, anyways. You don't even know. Every pussy is different. She could have bounced back and it could have been looking better than mine. She could have bounced back after maybe three or four. She's going ten or eleven. She is in double digits. You don't know that. She has, I think, more than than like twice as many kids as like he does playoff wins. But anyway, sorry. Sports distraction. I'm also here to say that they have enough money to get it fixed, so... I mean... If she wanted to. They're here for scares, not our opinions on famous... You don't know that either. Listen. Because they still haven't emailed us, guys. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck and some change. I haven't checked the email. I have. Matter of fact, I'm gonna check it right now. While you're Again. doing while you're doing that, I have three stories. Um Beautiful. The first one is called I Will Never Hike in the Appalachian Mountains Again. Also, don't fucking come for me. I don't care if you say it Appalachian or Appalachian. I'm gonna say Appalachian. Heard. Um and the other one is The Haunting of Hollowbrook Manor. And that one's actually a little different. It's split into five parts. Um I need to be on Twitter more. Anyways. I will let you know. I'm going to switch that one up a little bit because it's an allegedly true story by Brilliant Tackle 5408 the Reddit user. Nice, okay. And they reference another Reddit user named Dark Enigma, but they're referenced enough times that I feel like I need to give them just a sit, like, pseudonym. Is that what it is? Synonym? Not a synonym because that's something that's similar. The, like, not that name. Because, like, I'm just going to call him D-E or D. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, like, let me count. Just in the first four paragraphs, literally the whole name, uh, you slash Dark Enigma is said. So I'm just going to say D. Or you could just say Dark Enigma. That's up to you, though. You can <sighs> just say D. Fine. I'm here to be an ass. I might do it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll alternate. Golly. Okay, sounds good. Is there anything you can tell us? Um, I only have one today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and granted, it kind of involves um another true crime 
think that I might actually end up doing another episode on just because there was so much behind it. Um, but it involves the community Yahweh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I've heard a little about it, but you said something about an NFL player. Or is that like spoilers? Like I need to stop talking so you can tell me later. Okay. Oh, and I do want to say, I know I said three stories. Uh, the third one is going to be again, something different. I know I'm doing a lot of different things, but it's because we're new. Yeah. Uh, that one person that I told their story, I think one or two episodes back that I really liked their writing style. I'm actually just going to go to their page and scroll and find a random story and tell it. Okay, bet. So, all right. Well, you have three, so you should probably tell one of yours. Oh, fine, I suppose. Do you want to do your first two, and then I do one, or do you want to do one, then me, then you, then you? I can do two. Or if you have a spot in yours that would be an intermission, take an intermission with a short one of my stories and then right back into yours. Or would that ruin your flow? I don't know if it would ruin my flow, but I... I'll just do two up front. Okay, I appreciate okay. that. <clears throat> Storytelling voice. <laughs> Before I start, actually, I want to point out this opening may be longer than, like, our last episode. That's crazy. <laughs> but anyways... Oh, you're talking about literally us. Yeah. Oh, it is, a thousand percent. Okay. This is the starts that I want us to have. I want us I'm to have okay the with, with this. Alright. Yeah. Anyways... Storytelling voice for realsies this time. I will never hike in the Appalachian Mountains again. By Ordinary Dinner 5635. I needed a break from the relentless stress of my job. What? Just angle towards the mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got I don't it. understand sign language. You're All okay. right. I needed a break from the relentless stress of my job, so I decided to take a few days off and recharge my batteries with a solo hiking trip to the Appalachian Mountains. Although I wasn't accustomed to hiking alone, I welcomed the opportunity to disconnect from the hustle and bustle of daily life. The day began just like any other hike. The serenity of the trees and the shrubs enveloping my surroundings, the raw beauty of the mountains providing solace, being out in nature always had a way of grounding me. Everything felt similar and comforting until the time came for me to make my way back to the car. After an eight-hour trek, the sky was darkening quickly, urging me to pick up the pace. Oddly, the returning trail felt unfamiliar, a growing unease nodding in my stomach as nightfall descended. I found myself alone with just a flashlight lost in a labyrinth of the forest. (laughs) The realization dawned on me that continuing through this perilous terrain was both imprudent and unsafe the prospect of spending the night exposed to the elements sent a shiver down my spine just when the desperation was settling in a stroke of luck led me to a dilapidated cabin it stood in shadow untouched by visitors for years yet it was the sole refuge that could offer me shelter until dawn with my flashlight's battery dwindling i weighed my options and ventured inside the interior was pitch black but my eyes soon adjusted to my surprise, a bed, perfectly sized for a lone traveler, occupied the center of the room. Rationalizing that if the owner returned, I could explain my predicament, I sank into the bed, hoping for some rest. In the quiet of the cabin, I couldn't ignore the particular portraits that abandoned the walls. Son of a fucking bitch. 
I just realized. Did you realize? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. This is why you read stories to completion before you put them on. It's a different version of the uh, Windows in the Cabin story, everyone. I read literally up until that point, and I thought, oh, this will be a great story. I want to be surprised with what happens next with Josephine and my fellow listener friends. But nope. Blaze. Let's hope story two isn't one. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Well, after that, whoopsie doodles. That's fine. We got it. Let's start with the haunting of Hollowbrook Manor. I was all settled in and everything. Dude, dude. honestly. So I, I uh, have gotten some of my like stuffed animals and stuff out of storage because we moved recently. And I have my skellies here now. And so I literally have my skeleton, and I call him Skelly. And then I have two sugar skull heads that are next to me as well. I don't have names for them yet, though. We should name them. One's orange and one's green. You know, <laughs> that's, a, that's more fucking Cosmo and Wallace right there. That's... Cosmo and Wallace! <laughs> <laughs> So it's Cosmo and Wallace. <laughs> all right. And Skelly that I have with me. I was all settled in. Anyway. Listen. It's okay. I'll resettle it. Okay. Okay. Hopefully this one isn't a tale that I've told before. <clears throat> Storytelling voice. Jesus. The Haunting of Hollowbrook Manor. Oh, Part nice. 1. The Invitation. Oh. Late one storm, stormy evening, Reddit user Dark Enigma received a private message from an unknown account. The message contained a cryptic invitation to visit Hollowbrook Manor, an abandoned mansion at the edge of town, infamous for its dark history and rumored hauntings. The message ended with the ominous warning, enter at your own peril. Curiosity peaked, Dark Enigma decided to document their visit to Hollowbrook Manor and share their experience with the Reddit community. Armed with a flashlight, a camera, and a sense of trepidation, they set out on a moonless night, rain pouring down in torrents. Part 2. The Descent Hollowbrook Manor stood as a decrepit silhouette against the night sky. The entrance was overgrown with vines, and the front door ominously creaked as Dark Enigma pushed it open. The interior was a mix of decaying furniture and long-forgotten possessions. The air was heavy, with a musty odor and a silence that seemed to swallow every sound. As they explored further, the flashlight beam revealed unsettling portraits on I swear to fucking Christ. I swear to fucking Christ. It's not, but that did, I know it threw off the vibes for a second. <laughs> but I swear to Christ. It's not? It's not. It's okay. not. Alright. I promise it's not. Okay. But I swear to God, if they slide it in somehow, I'm gonna be so mad. And I'm done for the day. Okay, sorry. Sorry if you guys were in. I just, God damn it. Okay, okay, I got this. <clears throat> Anyways. As they explored further, the flashlight beam revealed unsettling portraits that were actually people outside. That's not the next line. Portraits on the walls, each with eyes seemingly following their movements. 
In the dim light, Dark Enigma found a spiral staircase leading to the basement. The walls seemed to close in around them as they descended in as they descended and a cold draft seemed to whisper against their necks. I, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the portraits following. I feel like that's gonna have to be a staple now. That's yeah. So... It definitely will. Part three Unearthly Encounters. In the basement, Dark Enigma's flashlight revealed an array of rusted tools and broken furniture. The camera's flash caught fleeting shadows dancing across the walls. Footsteps echoed from behind, and they spun around only to find the people from the portraits. It's the cabin in the woods. No, that's not I'm sorry. Last time, I promise. Footsteps echoed from behind, and they spun around only to find the corridor empty. Heart pounding. They continued to explore, capturing eerie photographs of empty rooms and flickering lights. A whisper carried on the wind that seemed to beckon them deeper in the mansion. In the grand ballroom, an antique music box suddenly sprang to life, playing a haunting melody filled with a sense of dread. No, thank you. Dark Enigma's cam- your c- camera captured spectral figures swirling in the corners of their vision. No fucking Thank you. Panic set in as they tried to escape the room, only to find the door was stuck. No! Part 4. Escape. In a desperate struggle, Dark Enigma managed to wrench the door open and flee from the mansion. Thank God. As they stumbled into the rain-soaked night, the sound of echoing laughter seemed to follow them, mingling with the patter of the raindrops. Upon returning home, Dark Enigma, oh my golly, uploaded their chilling account to Reddit, sharing their terrifying encounter with the eerie photographs captured in the Hollowbrook Manor. The community was both fascinated and unnerved, offering theories and warnings of their own. Some suggested that they were unwittingly, that they had unwittingly unleashed dormant spirits, while others urged them to never return to the mansion. Days turned into weeks, and the thread continued to grow, with stories from others who had dared dare explore Hollowbrook Manor. Each account seemed to paint a picture of a place that defied the laws of nature and harbored malevolent forces. Part 5. The Aftermath. Months later, Dark Enigma mysteriously disappeared from Reddit, leaving behind a trail of unanswered messages and growing concern from the community. Some speculated that the spirits of Hollowbrook Manor had taken hold of their soul, while others feared they had become... They had become lost in the very darkness they sought to document. To this day, the thread remains open with users sharing their own eerie experiences and speculating about the fate of Dark Enigma. The legend of Hollowbrook Manor continues to haunt the online community, a chilling reminder that some mysteries are better left unsolved. Ooh, that one was a good one. Yeah, right? I sw- Okay, but yeah, like, so the fucking portrait thing had me scared for a second. I was like, God damn it, I swear to fucking Christ. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, well, you ready for mine? You know, does it involve portraits or cabins in the woods? Nope. Okay. Nope, not at all. Okay. Just another killer, you know. Another chilling killer. Chilling and killing. Chilling and killing? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd rather be chilling and look, look, looking into windows in cabins in the middle of the woods because people think I'm a portrait. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm, off, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. And into my portrait. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, 
My story is about Robert Rosier. Rosier? Rosier. I've heard it both ways. Okay. We're going to go with Rosier because that, that just sounds right. Okay. Um, I... Yeah. Huh? What? To me, you're right. Yeah. Anyways, I used Murderpedia, Cracked, YouTube, and Wikipedia for my sources. I have not been doing the sources as much, but I actually, like, used multiple on this one, so I went ahead and wrote them down. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But, like, if you don't use sources, it's like, oh, shucks, where, is, where are you getting your news? And they question your credibility. Mine's just angry message from messages from Reddit users. I'll just block them. So it's like, you know. I'm done. <laughs> I'll just block them. Fuck <laughs> All right. So, Robert Rosier. I'm just going to do both. Rosier. Rosier, Rosier. Anyway. There's an NBA player that has it spelled the same way. He goes and he says it Rosier. Rosier? Yeah. All right. So Rosier. Robert Rosier. Uh, born on July 28th, 1955 in Anchorage, Alaska. He attended Cordova High School in Sacramento, California. Um, just in his high school career, a couple of his stats were a 10-foot vertical jump. His high jump was 6 feet 7 inches high. He bench pressed 375 pounds, and his 40-yard dash was 4.7 seconds. Okay, so let me get this straight. He's from, like, a cold, barren, shitty place. Yeah. As well as being born in Alaska. Fuck Sacramento. No, I'm sorry, I'm done, I'm done. I have nothing against them. I just saw an opportunity. I'm dead. I was like, damn, what's wrong with Sacramento? I don't know. Go ahead. I'm on one today. Yes, you are. I kind of like it. <laughs> All right. So after high school, he attended Aberdeen Junior College before transferring to the University of Berkeley, where he played defensive end for the football team. Did he not have like any D1 offers out of high school or was it like an academic thing? Do you know? No, I have no idea. I do know that he got in uh, to Berkeley on a fluke, though. He wasn't supposed to get in. Okay, then I'll assume it was academics. No. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, he was not supposed to get in because he wasn't all that great in high school. I remember seeing that the only two... Um, actually, that's why I brought this with me. Hold on. Because I have little other notes on this. Okay. Man. I apologize. Also, I know when you said a 10-foot vertical leap, it means his hands... Like, got to 10 feet vertically. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why my brain just took it to, like, his feet went 10 feet. That's fair. Honestly, I, I don't blame you there. Okay. Let me get... There we go. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, got into Berkeley on a fluke. Um, but in high school, the only classes that he really went to were, uh, like, black history classes and religion classes were really the only thing that kept his... That's fair. Yeah, that kept his uh, interest. So. I'm assuming you don't want me to even talk about black history or religion classes right now. We'll, we'll get into it later. Okay, because I, you know, I studied black history. I'll rant about it. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. And I love that you do that, but let's let's not. Let's do scary. Yeah, let's do, let's, let's get back to the murder. Some, some of the white people would be scared about it. That's fair. Okay. So he was a ninth round pick in the 1979 NFL draft by the St. Louis Cardinals, where he played six games as number 75 before being uh, released, allegedly for issues involving drugs and petty crimes. 
Then he played for the Canadian Football League for a little while before coming back to the States, where he then played for the only team that would take him, the Oakland Raiders. Makes sense. (laughs) For a short period of time as well, which was about two weeks from what I saw, um, before he just disappeared. And everybody thought that he went to Africa, but he didn't. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. Um, He found his way to the nation of Yahweh, a group of black supremacists under the leadership of a man called... Uh, self-proclaimed called Yahweh Ben Yahweh, or... Wait, wait, wait. I think I know what that means. I think I know what that means. Yeah. That's like, so Yahweh means, like, God or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know what Ben Yahweh means, but I know what Yahweh means. Yeah, so I think his is just... It's... I have him... I have it written here as he just named himself after God because he claimed to be the latest incarnation of God, second after Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen. Um, his real name was Hulan Mitchell. I could be saying his first name wrong, but Mitchell, his last name. And he had a mission for all of his members, and it was to kill the infidels. Who are the infidels? Mm-hmm. White people. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I get it. <laughs> white people. She suck. said, "I get it." We get. I get it. Listen, Most white people get it. Like, listen, we're not, not to be liked, but she's like, I'm not saying he's wrong, but he could have gone about it differently. Thank you. <laughs> he could have just gone about it differently. Mitchell told his followers, whom some of them he called the Death Angels, he said to kill them at random. That quote, any white devil would do. I get it. Same. I honestly do. So how did how did Rosier end up a part of this at all? Like. How did he... What the fuck? Me too. <laughs> exactly. So, after a small stint in jail for six months, he moved into the Temple of Love, which is what they called their church. The reason that was, I found it... I can't remember. It was... I think it was in one of the videos on YouTube, but it was... They took over an old temple. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say it was an Islamic temple. Okay. And temple was carved into the sign so mitchell was just like fuck it temple of love yeah okay also just kind, kind, of call of it I- a temple. kind of ironic with where this story's going too huh true very true so um rosier rosier wow i'm just rosier i'm just murdering <laughs> bob his name. jim jimmy jim bob yeah. Okay. <laughs> Benjob Joe Jenny. Uh, he changed his name to Neria, Neria Israel, or Child of God. Whether it was out of convenience or because he actually wanted to be there for the faith, we'll never know. Because okay. he didn't have anywhere to live or anything like that after he got out of jail. So, could have been convenience, could have been that he actually wanted to get into the religion. Listen, that's CTE is real. It could have been both. <laughs> it could have been both. <laughs> Um, in 1985, how the fuck am I saying his name? Rosier? Rosier. 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 Like that chick off of House Bunny? Anyways. Uh, I'll put you on to the Hornets announcer later. Okay. Um, so Rosier decided to join the secret group of Yahweh, which was called the Brotherhood, which required the murder of a white devil and returning with a body part to join it. Rosier later admitted to seven murders overall, but only ended up getting charged with four of them. 
His first victim was Raymond Kelly, who was 61 years old, who was found outside of a bar with stab wounds. The identifying thing, or the identifying factor that gave the police a hint that it was a serial killer was that both ears were taken from the victim. Um, later on, it only becomes one ear that they take from him. Do you, okay, so like morb- morbid joke? Do yeah. you think like the reason he took both of them, the first one, is because like he sneezed when he was cutting it? And it, like, accidentally, like, cut the ear. And he's like, well, golly, this won't do with my first one. So he just had to take the second one. No, he dropped it. That's not much, much better. Than oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. They cut the first one off, and then they dropped it, and it was dark outside. So they couldn't find it, so they just took the other one. Why do I just picture them? Like, they're running. It just flops out. They have, like, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, dag, nab it. Dag, yeah, so they go stally. back and they get an- Exactly. <laughs> go back and get another one. I mean, he doesn't need them anymore, so... I, I mean, I guess not. Uh, 15 days later, Rosier and three others killed Cecil Branch, who was a 45-year-old, by stabbing him 25 times in retaliation for a previous confrontation, which included Cecil defending his mother when she refused to be extorted by the nation. Well, yeah, that's what she gets for not loving them. They're the temple of love, and they will love you even if they have to force you to love them back. That doesn't sound like a little bit culty. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so then on October 27th of 86, Rosier was a part of a group that were attempting to evict residents in an apartment building. And on the 31st, 28-year-old Anthony Brown and 37-year-old Rudolph Broussard? Broussard? Mm-hmm. Were shot to death. Tony B. You said Anthony Roussard. No, I said Anthony Brown and then Rudolph. Broussard. Yeah, okay, Anthony Brown still is Tony B. What you mean? Okay, anyway. You forget about. Then okay. he was arrested. Uh oh. And charged with one count of murder on Halloween of '86 after agreeing to testify against Yahweh's organization, and so he would be sentenced to 22 years in prison. And then after serving 10 of those years, he was set free in 96, right? Okay. So, when he was released, he got a new identity. His name was Robert Ramsey's. Now, they wanted to give him a decent shot of, like, a normal life. So, Robert Ramsey's was the new name. I know somebody with the last name Ramsey. That's awesome. Horrible person. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, was the new name. And on February 5th of 99, Rosier now Ramsey's, was arrested for writing a bad check of $66 on a car repair. And as soon as he was uh, arrested, though, like, he gave him his real identity and was like, hey, can we, can we, like, not, can we not do this? Mm -hmm. Just because, like, don't make it public at the very least because I have people that'll come after me type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. Um, So they released everything about him and then the police found uh, so in these notes it was two thousand dollars worth of bad checks but in my other notes it was like 30 grand so do with that information what you will um but it was overall for like random things like movie rentals groceries bar tabs tires anything like that and because of the three strikes law Rosier's bail was set at $10 million because they were like, this bitch ain't 
leaving. Okay, but like, here's my thing. I feel way worse for him if he had murdered seven people and he only got ten years. What do you mean? Literally. Yeah, no. Only got ten fucking years. Best karma. Thank you. He literally got away with murder with ten years and then wrote some bad checks and now he's in jail for fucking life. And I love that shit. I feel like those should be like reversed sentences, but you know. It's, it happens. It, you know, as long as justice is served in the end, that's all that matters. That's fair. Yeah. So. Was, oh, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say one more thing about it. So, not very creative of the witness protect, protection program. Go from no. Terry Rogier to Terry Ramsey's. Or... Where are you getting Terry? T- Terry Rogier is the NBA player. I'm sorry. It's Robert. Robert Rogier. To yeah. Robert Ramsey. Still, still, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not very. It's not a big. Yeah, no. Also, he's a big dude. Like, yeah. former NFL player big. Yeah. And it's like, hey, are you Robert Rozier? No, I'm Robert Ramsey. Well, okay, I almost got murdered there. But you got a different last name, so you're clearly not the same person. Obviously. Okay, I'm done. I'm yep. done. No, but I'm, that's essentially what it was. <laughs> like, they just... They were not very smart. Um, So, then... I have a quote here, I and it says, quote, I think this case really tests the limits of the three strikes law, said prosecutor Paul Sutherland. We're going to do everything we can to put him away. It's just unfortunate that the state of Florida couldn't do this. But he murdered seven people. That's what he's saying. Oh. He's like, it's a shame that fucking Florida couldn't do this when... Oh, okay, I'm picking up your footnote. Yeah. Um... And so the three strikes law, if you guys haven't caught on to it by now, it essentially makes it to where a person can get another life sentence over a misdemeanor charge. So that's what he did. He wrote fraudulent checks and he got a life sentence on a misdemeanor charge. Uh, Rozier is sticking to the story that the only danger he presents to the public anymore is just the danger of somebody else trying to kill him for what he was, he had done previously. Uh, he is truly sorry for what he did, saying that I am the first person, I am the first to come to grips with what happened. I'm not living in a psychotic world. I'm living in a real world and having to face myself. I have grieved more than any human can, human being can grieve. And while he's sorry, he goes on to say, this county has no idea of the Pandora's box they've opened, talking about just giving his enemies the opportunity to get to him again now that he's in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's in jail and he still is in jail. Wow. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I gotta say about that. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I think I vocalized most of my thoughts throughout the story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. I, um, I, while researching this, though, I found that there were other NFL serial killers as well, so mm-hmm. I will be taking a look into them. Um, yeah, and apparently it was not the only one that the Oakland Raiders had on their team so maybe i should look into like the history of the oakland raiders just as a team see all the scoundrels and not scoundrels do it they have have a reputation for being like the bad boys also there's the oakland raiders don't exist anymore so if you know it's the las vegas well no but i I was just gonna make a suggestion because if you're gonna do that then you could do like like a little like mini timeline of the oakland raiders before they stopped existing oh yeah that's true Anyways. Yeah, we can do that. I have one more. 
Okay. But I got distracted. I didn't end up going to that profile because this title and first paragraph enthralled me. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, if it's another cabin in the woods story. Um, <clears throat> Does it involve a cabin? I don't think so. Okay. It's called Stalked by Shadows. I'm going to take a drink if you want to talk while I'm doing that. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, it wasn't like I was smoking or anything like that. Um, we don't smoke. We don't <laughs> smoke in this household. All right. <clears throat> Storytelling voice. Yes. Stalked by Shadows by Sirius Turnup 9910. That's a fantastic name. Isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Walking my dog down the quiet street, the evening sun casting long shadows, I couldn't shake off the eerie feeling crawling up my spine. Everything seemed normal until I passed the park, and that's when I saw him. A figure out of place, like a nightmare painted in reality. A middle-aged man, maybe 50, dressed head to toe in black, sat alone on a bench, eyes fixed on me, as if he knew something I didn't. I picked up my pace, and my dog matched my unease with nervous whimpers. A pit formed in my stomach as I glanced back, only to find the man was rising from the bench, his gaze locked onto me like a predator stalking its prey. Mm. Heart pounding, I quickly, <clears throat> I quickened my steps, hoping it was just paranoia playing tricks on my mind. But the crunch of gravel echoed behind me, and when I dared looked over my shoulder, the man was following me, his movements deliberate and unsettling. Cold sweat trickled down my back as I tried to shake off the gnawing sense that I was in danger. Finally reaching my house, I rushed inside, my dog barking at the door as if sensing the impending threat. Peering through the window, I caught a glimpse of the man walking in the opposite direction, disappearing from sight. A shiver ran down my spine and I couldn't shake the feeling something wasn't right. Night descended, wrapping my room in shadows as I lay in bed, desperately trying to shake off the unease that had settled over me. Just as I was drifting off, a tapping sound interrupted the silence. At first, I brushed it off as a branch brushing against the window or the window pane. But the tapping persisted, each tap feeling like a nail being driven into my consciousness. With a reluctant sigh, I decided to check it out. Pulling back the curtain, my heart half lodged itself in my throat. There he was, right outside my window. A man concealed by a ski mask, his eyes piercing through the darkness, locking onto mine. A scream caught in my throat as I stumbled back, mm-hmm. the world spinning in terror. Yep. I yelled, my voice a mix of fear and anger, and in a heartbeat, the man disappeared. What the fuck? Descending down a ladder that had been propped against the side of my house. My second story window didn't seem so secure anymore. Panicked, I ran to my parents' room breathlessly. Recounting the ordeal, they dialed the police as a chill settled into the room. Suffocating us all, when the authorities arrived, they found the scratches etched into my window pane and a crowbar abandoned at the side of the house. No, thank you. Tools of, uh, tools of sinister intent. Tools that were meant to break in. The realization hit me like a freight train. The man had been trying to get into my room, into my life, and I had no idea why. The police searched the area, but the man had vanished into thin air leaving nothing but unanswered questions and a lingering fear that would never truly go away. As the days turned into weeks, the memory of that night haunted my every thought. Who was that man? What did he want? The thought of his shadowy presence lurking in the darkness paralyzed me with fear. The knowledge that he could still be out there somewhere, waiting, 
watching left me feeling trapped and vulnerable. And as time went on, the unease never faded. The man was never found, his identity forever shrouded in darkness, and the chill of the unknown settled deep within me, a constant reminder that danger could be lurking just beyond the edges of our reality. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. No, thank you. Thoughts on I'm that? I'm good. That's, I thought it was supposed to be a shadow, not a real fucking man. Hey, man, sometimes shadows are real people. I don't like that. Any final thoughts on that? Because I have one. I thought it was kind of scary. Like, a little unnerving. One might even say... Scary? Oh, I, oh, were you dying? Oh. I was trying to say it at the same time. Oh, do you want to say it at the so- same time? Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what you were doing. Okay. Okay. Should we do a countdown? No. Just be like, that's... Scary as yes, fuck. fuck! Yay, we did it first. Woo! <laughs> 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 Wasn't even scary. <laughs>